Welcome to The Builder's Ladder with Marty Amos and Owen Chambers, the show for residential building company owners and general contractors wanting to make more money and buy back your time and build a business worth owning. We share what's working right now for the top 5% of residential building company owners and general contractors so you can implement it into your business. In today's episode, we cover part two of how to price accurately, quickly, and most importantly, profitable for your projects. Now we covered off in the second part, pricing renovations versus new builds. So what should you be considering? What do you need to take into account? And we then looked at how do you add in variations? How do you make sure that the scope of works is covered off? Your foreman understands what are all the inclusions versus exclusions? You don't miss any of them. We then looked at what are the top three biggest and most common pricing mistakes that builders make? How do you calculate what goes into P&G so you don't miss anything? your overhead recovery margin that needs to go in, and the overall target margin to make sure that you make the profit that you deserve to run your build business and build a business, great business and hire the right people. And then lastly, how to respond to my price is too high. What do you do when you get those words? What are the options? What can you go through? And how do you work with QS and check what he's done to make sure that it's accurate and you get very close across labor hours, materials, and subcontractors over the next two, three, four, five projects as you work with them. Right, check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy episode two. All right. We're in the home stretch of a couple of these core Q&As that we are covering off for you today. And one of the last ones here is prelim budgets. So how do you charge for quotes in a world where everyone gives free quotes? Marty, please tell me more. The first biggest thing is deciding on your mindset. And if you can do the last date, I will do work for free is this date. So it might be 30 days from now. It might be 60 days from now. It could be next Friday. But put a peg in the ground and go, the last time I'm going to do work for free is on this date. And then your mind goes into solution mode and you're like, okay, cool. What are other people doing that charge for their time, charge for their expertise, and position themselves as the general contractor or the builder of choice? And if you set up the prelim budget process correctly, then you'll have everything from the positioning in your mindset exactly what to say when you go on site, the agreement to take the client through and to sign them up to. And typically, most of our members are charging anywhere between two and a half to 10 grand. I think Leon signed, Leon Grinchy from Melbourne, he signed seven out of seven contracts at three and a half K for his premium budget. Then proceeded through all seven of those into his pipeline and was booked out for the next 15 months. Hayden from Resolute Construction in Wellington. Had a bit of a dry patch. We pulled apart his sales process, implemented everything from the prelim budget process, the scripts, the qualifying questionnaire, the info pack, and he was able to sign up 4.3 mil worth of work and signed four prelim budgets, uh, anywhere from two and a half to 4K. So I think the first thing is to have a step-by-step process, break it down, frame it up in the initial site visit. So when you're going through the site visit with the client, let them know these are the next steps. We did a project similar to yours. Here's exactly what we did. And here's the next steps involved in our process that we have, and it's called a prelim budget. And here's how it works. Look, I'm paraphrasing the script a little bit and I'll butcher it. But essentially what we're doing at the end of the site visit, we're going, hey, Marty, do you mind if I walk you through the next steps? Awesome. So the next steps to for us is to go away and begin our professional service. Now, this professional service includes giving you a detailed timeline, accurate budget, bound booklet, one-on-one consultation with you afterwards, 
project management, on. progress payments, how we work with you, who's going to be on site, who's going to be in your house, how we make your dreams into reality. So what we're going to do to change the scope of works in relation to your minuscule budget to make sure that we can actually make it work. Yeah, cool. So this professional service of ours, this professional service is an investment of X and that will be absorbed into the cost of the contract if you choose to build with us. Be happy if we proceed like this. Fantastic. I'll just give you the sign here. All right now, the risk reversal part of that script where you go, that'll be absorbed into the cost of the contract if you choose to build with us, that's optional. You don't have to have a risk reversal strategy in that. And you can put your own dollar figure in there as well. We've got some members that get started and charge $500. We've got some members that are weapons at this and are charging up at the top level closer to five figures for this. But that's more of an all-inclusive design service as well where they completely break everything down think of it as a prerequisite to building we couldn't possibly do your project without these details that's why what we're going to do together is this here and you're positioning it as a professional service in advance of getting into the ground and getting uh, on the project underway so think of it less about a dollar amount and more about a process the process is non-negotiable and the dollar amount is variable, whatever you're most comfortable with to start with. But start charging for your quotes today. You will thank us later. For it. Absolute game changer. And um, if you want a hand with that, I'm sure we can provide short resource training or step-by-step -step download with the exact wording, the scripting and the um, documentation for it. What do you reckon, Owen? Yeah, 100%. We can uh, give him the script. How about we give him the script for download below? Easy peasy. All right. So then a big thing is obviously looking at your pricing. Are you doing renovations or are you doing new builds? And a lot of a lot of our members are doing both. And so typically if you're doing renos, you're going to be tagging out more. You're going to be using a lot of PC sum items to go with those variations where you're unsure. So make sure you do your due diligence upfront and you're spending time when you're pricing renovations because invariably the client's ideas on what they want is going to creep and the scope's going to creep. So typically you need to take through your foreman, through the contract in advance with him, give him some time, three to four hours in his own time on your clock, because if it's just homework to him, he's probably not going to do it. But on your clock, you give him three to four hours with the plans to go through. So he understands everything, what's an inclusion, what's an exclusion, what's the scope of works, how long should each labor hour be by each stage be labor hours and he should be pricing up the labor hours as well so if you thought the cladding was going to be 60 hours to put on he thinks it's going to be 45 then you have a chat about why there's a difference there so get your foreman or your qs massively involved early on in pricing particularly renovations as well where there's more variations and chances for a mistakes B, variations not being captured. C, change orders or variations from the client. And make sure that you've got a great variations capture and invoicing process that week. So update your pricing sheet after every change. Highlight your pricing sheet items in yellow and make sure that you're sending it off to the client and you're getting, you're invoicing them for any variations every week. Yeah, and that process is key because the couple of pitfalls that I see way too often is one, the site manager, foreman, or whoever is leading the project doesn't understand what constitutes a variation and goes, and it ends up inevitably having the relationship with the client and go like, yeah, of course, we can do that. Like, no worries. <laughs> whoa, 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 no. Just moving the light switch or, you know, flipping something around 
is actually going to be an extra day of safety fencing, scaffold, the plumber's going to, or the electrician or whoever's going to have to come back in. You know, it's, and one day on site is not just you being a good guy. It's costing everybody a huge amount of mental overhead and real overhead. So you've got to get real clear that the person who runs a site knows what constitutes a variation and then is coached and trained on how to address that with the client so they understand that it will be a variation and will come at an expense. And then the second big one is wait, not processing the variation expense or charge immediately, same week next week, but waiting to the end of the project. And then you're not there to finance the job, but you are if you do this at the end of a project and they end up with a big bill and they're not happy. And you're like, what do you mean you're not happy? Like I've built you a beautiful home here. And then they're like, well, I didn't expect this bill to come at the end. And it's super awkward or you just want to avoid it. Dialing in the process with the person around variations is just an absolute game changer and what you should be really focused on. 100%. Cannot agree more. Alrighty. Final big three. Hit us with the Marty. So the biggest first thing is not charging enough. So you need to reverse engineer what your desired target margin is that's going to allow you to get paid what you're worth, make a decent profit, and pay for all the overheads in your business. So that's the first thing. Second thing, not allowing for site setup costs, signage, everything in PNG, overhead recovery margin, project management fees. Are you putting those into your pricing? And the last one, doing freebies and getting scope creep, labor hour slippage. And you know that this is happening. If you're outside 5% on your labor hours, then you have a problem. If you reframe this, I have a massive opportunity here to tighten up my management, my project management, tighten up my labor hours and massively improve my project just by tracking the labor hours, making sure that all variations get signed off and invoiced weekly. You will massively improve your profit. You have better running company and you'll have happier clients because you're communicating with them well. There's no weird extra charges at the end of the project and it helps their cash flow because you're invoicing them regularly. Remember, you're running a business, not a charity. You're the builder, not the bank. 100%. You're there to build it, not to finance it. Exactly. All right. This one. All right. So it's critical with P&G, so preliminary in general, and overhead recovery margin that you factor every item and every element into your P&G. So have you included travel, project admin, project management? And typically we see... Project management fees, you can have a 3 to 6% project management fee because you're running around, you're doing all the ordering, scheduling, managing the subtrades. So people are more aware that you, there is a project management fee, like this doesn't come for free. Insurance, health and safety, port site fencing, vehicle charges, material deliveries, cleaning. You've got to make sure that everything is being covered for. Because one way or another, it's got to be paid for. And so either you that's going to pay for it or the client. And you don't get to go and live in their house. So you need to make sure that you invoice for it. P&G, 9% is the average. Project management, 3 to 6%. And then we need an overhead recovery margin in there. And your overhead recovery margin, typically between 8 to 12%. So overall, your gross margin when you reverse engineer it should typically be between 20 to 25%, depending on the type of projects that you're doing. So if you're doing renovations and new builds over 100K, typically it's going to be in that 20 to 25%. And how do we know that this is the Goldilocks zone? Well, if your overheads are typically 10 to 12% and your gross margin is 20, then you should be making a net profit of at least 10%. So if you're doing 500K and you have an overhead cost of 10% 
and you have gross margin 20% and you get a million dollars for your gross margin, pay your overheads out of that, that 500K, including your salary as the owner for the operating role you do in the business. 500 grand is left over, 10%. And that makes sure that you can grow a profitable business, hire people that you need to, like your office manager, your project manager, an estimator, and build a business that you're proud of that pays you well rather than feeling like you're going hand to mouth. So I think we've talked on variations. I'll, I'll just summarize it very quickly, but we want to make sure that the client knows, hey, we have to do any variations. It does take time, admin to go away, price these up, make sure that we can do them, fit them into the schedule. So a couple of key things. One, we'll need to charge an admin fee of 250, three, 400 bucks for each of those. And if they don't go ahead, we're happy to price them up in that, but we still need to charge you for that time to ring the merchants, talk to our subcontractors and subtrades, and also time to price it up. So if it doesn't go ahead, we'll charge you an admin fee for each each potential variation of 250 to 300 bucks. So it lets them know we're happy to help, but this is gonna be happening whenever we do it. This is what's involved and we need to charge you for it. The second key thing is to make sure that variations are captured, invoice weekly, they get signed off through the office, or if you're using uh, project management software like Build-A-Trend, signed off in Build-A-Trend and invoiced each week. This keeps the job moving, nothing weird happens, there's no weird feelings by the client, and improves your cash flow, and also helps make sure that there's no weird conversations at the back end. And so we're gonna maintain the relationship, update the contract and scope of works in your um, master sheet, and highlight in a separate color so it's easy to find. All right, so we've gone through all the pricing stuff. Uh, we're about to present the quote. We should be presenting it as a pros and action plan, but what is the best approach when people say you're too expensive or, oh, I wasn't expecting that price? Okay, so typically that's if, if you have not done a good job of educating people on the process, your company, your guarantee, your systems on site, your quality assurance checklist, the fact that you are using project management software, then we want to make sure that they're not that they're comparing apples with oranges. So we want to show how your company is different on people, process, the project, so the quality of your workmanship, your project management, and lastly, pricing should not be a major factor. Price only becomes the key determinant when you don't educate people on the other variables. So we want to make sure that we show them all the systems, all the process, we have great deal flow, we have video testimonials, we have case studies, we have a director's video, how we work with you, these are all the steps in the process, because this is people's biggest investment of their life. And not everyone drives a Daihatsu, and if they are, then you wanna make sure that you're not going for those them as a target market. So we wanna target the people who are after quality, great communication, you demonstrate your trustworthiness, you show them your quality work with your Master Builders Awards, your video testimonials, your case studies, and that they're gonna get great communication on the way through. So if you do get this, then typically you haven't done a good job of one, positioning your company as the go-to builder, two, a great information pack, killer video testimonials, you're competing on a level playing field, and we wanna make the playing field stacked and the deck stacked in your advantage. 100%. So we want to make sure if it does get to that and you need to win the job, you need to either reduce the scope or reduce your margin. And in that case, you need to figure out, okay, what can we take out? So luxury stripping, what can we take out? The engineered timer, stone bench tops. We can ask them what line items in here isn't in the deal. So they might say painting is too high. 
we could then source two to three quotes from painters or ask them if they've got a known painter. But I'm massively against them getting their own prices or getting them to look around for other sub-trades because then you're not in control of the whole project and that's going to cause a cluster with project management timelines and scheduling. You might ask them to, well, what do you feel is high? Do you want to manage that area? And the whole thing here is to not get them to manage any area of it, but to highlight that to them what's involved in managing that sub-trade, getting the right materials, making sure they're up to spec, that they're installed properly. And you need to make sure that they're installed properly because if they take on that aspect and their guy's installing it, then it might void the manufacturer's warranty and consequently your insurance. Lastly, you can say, hey, we can go and source another quote or reduce the spec on that item. So typically that will happen if you haven't selected your clients well, you haven't qualified them, you don't have enough deal flow and you're having to take any job at a lower margin just to keep your guys busy. So typically that's happened upstream and it might be that you're only pricing the projects where the people are three months away from building, like they're in that bottom 5%, they're far down the decision-making process and they're basically ready to choose a builder. We want to be looking at the 25% who are 6, 9, 12 months away from building and educating them, nurturing them, giving them case studies, giving them testimonials, putting out articles, top nine mistakes that people make when renovating their house and showing them how we're different and moving from just another builder to the preferred and trusted advisor. Exactly. Yeah. You want to hear, look, Marty, I don't care how long it takes or what it's going to cost. I want you to be my builder. And, uh, what you said at the beginning as well. Our job early in the stages of the sales process to marry up scope of works with budget. One or two things has got to change if it's too expensive. Is a your budget or your scope of works? This is your project. I'm here to build it, not to finance it. You tell me what to do. Exactly. Alrighty. So how to check what the QS has done and has not done. So walk me through this, because this is an important one to get it right as a final check and balance before you go and commit to building it on a fixed price or something crazy like that. So your job is to put in place the systems in the business and then hire those people to run the systems and then to check them, to inspect what you expect. So your job is not to do their job. And we call this the 10-80-10 rule. So 10% of the time is to setting up the systems, the processes, and the checks and balances in place to make sure that they're doing the process correctly. 80%, they go away, so they go away, work out the labor hours. You might have your foreman price the labor hours as well to help triangulate and check, are we comparable for each stage of the project? Then you come back in for the last 10% and you go through a checklist, exactly what needs to be done, lining up to make sure, do we have everything for P&G? Have we included our overhead recovery margin? Do we have a project management fee in there? Do we have our travel time in there? So we want to look at overall, what is your overall feeling? How many labor hours is this project? So is it 500 labor hours? Is it 1,000 labor hours? Are you within a ballpark? Next, book in a time to go over the job with the QS. Break it down by stage and have a look at the internal timber detailing, making sure that you've got the packing on the steel beams being sorted. And is there anything weird or out of the ordinary or items that you know clock up hours? Next, check that your sub-trade has measured with quotes, cross-check the price with a similar job and a past job. This is a massive one for your labor recipes for your team. How quick are they by stage? So how quick are they doing the interior linings? How quick are they with the cladding? And if you've got a similar job, this is where you're back costing in real time. It's gonna give you great job history to get within that 5% of labor hours. And as you get more and more projects done, typically within four to five projects with your QS, you should be getting 
clear with them to within 5% of the labor hours by stage and overall and just fine-tuning that with them. So it's dialing in the labor recipes, dialing in the materials and making sure that all the variations are checked, crossed off and invoiced each week. Whew. Huge. Whew. We have covered a lot. I think that there are two resources that will help people most and I'm going to make them available to everybody. It's the how to charge for quote scripting and then the pricing checklist. So we're going to make these two available in the downloads, but I'd love to hear from everybody as well. Biggest takeaways. Like we've covered a lot of stuff here and we want to make the podcast and these sessions as useful for everybody as possible. So what's been your biggest takeaway? Either message us directly, post it into the comments or leave us a review and tell us we suck or tell us we've done a good job and we will know. So please, biggest takeaway from all of these, what is this thing that you're going to go away and implement into your building company? Is it the pricing checklist? Is it the charge of quotes? Is it the preliminary budget agreement? Is it the uh, working with a QS? Like, what is it? And then we can do more topics on that for you so that we can help you more. It's as easy as that. Exactly. Yeah. Happy days. Thank you very much, Marty. Been fantastic. Been a pleasure. Pleasure's all yours. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Absolutely. Take care and make sure you smash out there and let's crush it this year. Cheers, guys. Right. See, you See you guys. That's it for today's episode. Tune in every week where we share what's working right now for the top 5% of residential building company owners and general contractors to build a business worth owning. And if you want some help with your residential building company, a few ways we can help you. Number one, join our Facebook group. Number two, go to www.theprofessionalbuilder.com. Download plenty of resources, tips, case studies, members winning. Or if you want to have a chat with one of our team, schedule a 15-minute chat and we'll see if we can help take you to the next level. All right, that's it from me. Have an awesome day. <laughs>